You got to listen to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show, where we talk about the issues of the day, from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report here with Mo Better and T-Bird. We're two minus one today, T-Bird. Uh, OG isn't joining us, but we are very excited to have a very special guest. Lee Stanley is going to be joining us tonight. But uh, first things first, T-Bird, want to kind of start things off. Uh, one of the most polarizing figures in sports who's not even playing right now, Colin Kaepernick, worked out with the Raiders. What do you think? Does he have a chance? Why now? It's been, what, five years? Uh, yeah, it's been about five years. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a, a token type of thing. I don't know if it's, I don't know what Mr. Davis is really trying to do because I can take Colin Kaepernick and he's better than, what would you say? half the backups in the league at least not not maybe five years ago but it, it literally is it why now is, is my thing because you got your settlement and you would think that you've moved on i don't think him being an nfl nfl quarterback is something that's going to come to fruition so it just really seems a little desperate on both sides really uh, to even make this attempt other than being in the news and being relevant yeah yeah i, I mean i agree with that i, I just think that could it be just he just wants to play football now. I mean, you know, he's he's made his point. You know, we've we've did whatever it was that we all had to that he wanted to get accomplished there. But I think in his mind, it's probably unfinished business. I think he said he'd be a backup. You know, because if he's a backup, that ain't no bad money. And uh, so, you know, I go be a backup in the league. I ain't even got to put him in the game. Well, but here's the thing. And again, I know that there are several narratives in terms of the type of impact that he's had on the NFL with his protests, with um, folks having an opinion here on the kneeling issue. But it's all look and you can say if I'm wrong, I'm going to but I'm just going to say this. Colin Kaepernick going back to the NFL is like a, a woman going back into an abusive marriage. I, you know what? I, I see that point, and I agree with you in a lot of ways in that because um, he's, you know, I'm sure once he, if, if he gets a shot, once he steps on the field, it's going to be a lot of people booing him, and then we got to go back to that narrative again. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm sure he's got his reasons, but I, why give him a shot if you're not serious about signing him? You understand why? Why work him out? You know, anybody can just got a decent arm can go out there and work out good. But, you know, can can he move his feet in the pocket? Can he do this? Can he do that? That that a quarterback should be able to do. So I don't know if uh, I, I don't know what the Raiders are trying to get accomplished here. Do you um, what you got, Dex? Um, if I were to guess, you know, I'm just this is just me speculating. This is producer Dex for anybody that's out there listening. Um, I think this is what's going to happen is the Raiders are going to end up dropping their other quarterbacks if they feel like he's good. And they're going to end up getting him at a cut rate. The Raiders love a deal and he's 
probably, like you said before, better than more than half. If we remember correctly, he did go to the Super Bowl. 20 you know? years ago, but yeah. Yeah, but he did go to the Super Bowl. You know, if, if he figured it out that early, I feel like he could do it again. He's managed to keep himself in shape. Plus, this is great money for Nike because America loves an underdog story. And honestly, the, the fight for uh, police accountability just isn't over, so... I don't know that, and and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't see it, and maybe that's just um, because again he's just been such a a he is has been the symbol of this movement for so long. I don't know that I could would would be able to separate the football player from the activist and really take a hard look at his skill set to see if he really can. Um, or is it just, hey, we like that underdog story and want to see him win just because there's been so much um, stacked up against him? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was great when he played for San Francisco and led him to the Super Bowl, but that was a long time ago. And playing, and I think that having been away from the game for so long, you still lose a step in some kind of way. Or you might lose a step, but again, let's just think about all the terrible. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there is that. All the terrible quarterbacks that are backups in the league. And I'll take him over a bunch of them. And I think if he comes in and wins a few games, everybody forget all of that. It's all about winning. And no matter what, we'll everybody will forget about the other stuff you as long as you will? win the game. Yeah. Look, it may still be in their mind, but I think eventually – you know, Sir, hey, we won, so we're going to put it over there. I'm going to give you a prime example. For, like, for instance, Michael Vick, he was arrested, went to federal prison, uh, came out, went to Philadelphia, and there there was this hope that there would be some kind of redemptive story. But there are still people who have not forgotten about the incident with the dogs and have still small few. No, there's more than a few. No, you, the, if you're if you're a Falcons fan from that era, sure. But the rest of the country, he's he's a he's a dog fighter. Yeah, I, he's gonna always have that. But I, you know, I mean, when he was playing with the Jets and when he was playing with Minnesota, when they won them games, they weren't thinking about it. I mean, when it all comes down to it, it's about winning. And uh, you know, if you if Colin Kaepernick can come in there and win a few games, if if he were to get a shot. I think, you know, people will start looking at it different because their team is winning. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It, you know? it, it is about wins, but um, we want to take a moment here. We have had um, a guest, very special guest, enter the room. Uh, we want to introduce you folks to um, Mr. Lee Stanley. Nice to have you, sir. Welcome tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nice to have you in the studio. Thank you so much. It's uh, good to be here. All right. I'm looking forward right. to hearing your input. We hear you're a, a golf aficionado. Ooh, quick question. Tiger Woods fan? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a golfer. I'm, but I'm, uh, I'm already outnumbered. I see I see how this evening is going to go. All right. Oh, you, Mom, must think, get... you must think Tiger's washed up. <laughs> I wouldn't say washed up, just, you know, past his prime. Well, he's broke up, <laughs> but he's not washed up. We'll get to Tiger in a minute. Let's get Lee's take on Colin Kaepernick. So he worked out with the Raiders. Do is there a real possibility of Colin Kaepernick playing in NFL again and for the Raiders? I think there's a chance. Um, I do think the Raiders threw him a bone, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, he's been out of the league for a while. 
five-ish five. years, mm -hmm. something like that. So um, I think the Raiders were like, let's see, you know, everybody keeps talking about nobody gives Cap a chance. Let's bring him in and let him show off for us. Um, who knows if he's going to get a job? Uh, and will he accept a backup role on an NFL team? And how will that team respond when the fans start crying to get Cap on the field yeah. because the quarterback's uh, not, you know, starting to struggle a little bit? I think he did say that he would accept a backup role now, didn't he? I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's, he's going to say all the company line things right now while he's trying you? to find a spot, of and course. Then, and then, you know, I would accept a backup role. They want to pay me two, three million dollars to go over there and keep a clipboard. <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> Again, you also get the leadership factor, though. He's people like him. People vibe with him. Uh, okay, there you go. I, it, you know. it, I think it depends on what side of the of the fence that you're on, though, when it comes to that. Okay, let me ask you this: Would you rather have Deshaun Watson or would you ha rather have Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick, because I don't even know if Deshaun gonna be able to play this year. All I'm saying is, is you know, when you take in ability and the abilities are similar, you look at character. Okay, question. You know. Will he be a distraction if he takes a knee uh, during the anthem? I can tell you right now, he's already a distraction. He's not even on the field, and we're right. talking about him. Exactly. So no matter what he does, no matter where he goes, there he's there he is. So so will that translate? It may translate into numbers. Possibly, it could detract some. But at the end of the day, are we going to be able to focus on him? playing on the field and being a, a relevant factor for any team. I think no matter what the viewership numbers go up, no matter what happens, the viewership, either, he's going to have a lot of people that, you know, want to watch him fail. And he's going to have a lot of people that are going to want to want to watch him succeed. No matter what happens, you're still going to get millions of eyeballs with, on that. So. But I think uh, if he gets a shot, it's, it's going to be discussed, uh, you know, whether he's, stands or kneels. I think that's something that they're going to work out before that ever happens. Either you stay in the locker room until, cause he, let's face it. I don't know if he wants to go back out there and start all that over again. It's never stopped though. That's, never that's stopped, the thing. Yeah. It never stopped. No, 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 no. I'm talking about him going out there and kneeling. You understand? I don't think he would come out there and do well, that. Question. Again. All He'd right. probably stay in a locker room till it's over. So he has evolved into a cultural figure, so to speak, right? He has he has he's an unofficial ambassador, unofficial um advocate, if you will, for mm -hmm. social justice. That's yeah, kind that's of fair. that's fair. So for the movement, for the movement, is it good for Colin Kaepernick to go back to the NFL? Because let's say this. All right, so he he makes a quote deal or he agrees not to kneel during the national anthem. What does that mean? What does that say for the movement that he's become that he's become an unofficial ambassador for? Does it hurt help? Does it send a different message in context or does it even matter if he's back on the field? You want my context? He won T Birds first. I'm gonna matter. tell you this. If he tells them I'm gonna go back out there and uh kneel again, he ain't gonna get no job. I, I think I think he ain't no, getting no job. I think no matter what, he's already a cultural, you know, icon. No matter what happens, no matter. And then the alternative is, let's say he doesn't. What's what's the alternative for the movement? Like who else? Who else can we associate with that? Right. Who else is there to step up? So he's it. So, he's it. So again, but but would he lose? Would he lose the? I don't know. It's kind of like would it be a quote sellout moment for him to not kneel? Oh, I'm sure Jay-Z would like that, but no, I, 
you know, I don't, I, I don't see that in his character personally. That's just me. You, I don't, you don't see, see him kneeling. I don't. I see him kneeling if, if need be. I don't. I don't see him taking. You know, he's got the money, so he doesn't need to take the money and run. He just needs to show up and and do his the, thing. The thing that's bothered me about this issue is so many people have been caught up with, oh, he was disrespectful. He kneeled, and what 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 has he been doing? But he has uh, created a couple of nonprofits. He's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes that nobody talks enough about. And again, I I just wonder you know, what the, what the affray will be um, if, if he goes back to the NFL considering that. What you got, Lee? Um, there's no way he's going to come out there and stand for the national anthem. I don't, that's I, what I'm saying. Cap's yeah. not, he wouldn't do that. Uh, it would hurt his brand, and it, um, he is an icon of sorts, so he's he wouldn't do that. He might stay in the locker room, but I don't see there any way he's going to come out there and stand for the anthem after everything he said right. and everything he said about the NFL. Right, right. and that, that's what I'm saying. I don't. They're not going to give him a job then. Again, it, it's a token thing unless it's agreed that he stay in the locker room until it's over. But yeah. if there's a team that's going to allow that, it's the Raiders or the Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh. You know, you know the 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 Rooney family. They they've all they've been for civil rights. They've oh, been for oh it. yeah. They, you know they've they've been fighting the fight. I mean, I, I don't remember if the Maras. Also, where I feel like they were, but I know the Rooney's for sure, which is why they call it the Rooney Rule. So let me let me say this right quick. We got a little quick uh, thing here talking about Cap, and I know we're going over a little bit more. The Giants, Gabe Kapler, plans on not taking the field for na- for the national anthem. Uh, let me see what did I do. I heard that, Mike. Yeah, wait, hold on a second. I lost it. Well, just uh, anyway, he said he he's he's not going to take the field for the national anthem until this country does a better job. With here it is. Stay with me, folks. Um, while you are figuring that out, I just wanted okay. to welcome our our live listeners. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to enter the chat or hit the call in button. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this. But anyway, he says he's not going to take the field until this country figures out, basically, that we need to handle situations better with what's going on in the world. And this is what Colin has said? No, this is what Gabe Kapler, the the manager of the uh, uh, Phillies, Giants. I believe this is a reaction to the mass shootings. Yeah. I mean... Our country is, you know, you know, we're the only country that has this problem to to this effect, and it's, you know, wow. It's, there are no easy answers to this either, because it's, it's you know, not. in America we have the Second Amendment, and then, but Lord, it's it's bleeding over into other aspects. I mean, think about it. This is a sports show, yeah, and we're talking about mass shootings. Yeah, and, and I and I and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I I guess my next question is is when it comes to our sports, isn't it the escapism of it that we look to to kind of yes. relieve our minds from no the pressures and what's Community, going on in the world? Community identity, all sorts of things. So you know. it, again, it's it's I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. I, I don't want to watch a football game that's going to be filled with a bunch of commentary on right. social activism. With, I don't I don't want that. I, I just want you to play football and entertain me. Um, I get it. I need to have a consciousness about what's going on in this country. And I do, but I don't want to be reminded of that in moments where I want uh, to, to dissociate. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and 
and my response to that is I, I don't want to be shot by the by the cops. Oh gosh. That's that's my but, response but, to it. Yeah. You know, it, I, I personally don't have the power to stop that. You know who does? Our leaders, mm-hmm. the people we watch. Some of the some of those people show up on Sunday, some of those people show up on Saturday. But those people show up and they have a voice and they've spoken for us and the right people need to listen. Well, here, but here's, here's the problem that I have with that. Yeah, I know we're going over, but I, that touched a nerve. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are figures, public figures, but their power is no more than our power. Because at the end of the day, we all have a vote. We all have a responsibility to get involved in our communities. And because someone can catch a football, because someone can dunk a basketball, it does, it gives them a bigger responsibility to support that right and that and that need for us to do that but i feel a lot of times it absolves the quote ordinary man of the work that they have to put into their communities leaving leaving it up to our athletes our actors and our actresses and our politicians and there's there's so much more just literally i mean look okay i'm I'm getting on my soapbox no no when it comes to um you know y'all know i used to be a journalist for 20 years and i would go to city council meetings school board meetings and be one of a handful of people there and your school board your city council your city commissions those are the ones with more power what goes on in your backyard than people in washington but we're again it's a smoke screen it's a red herring so we see all these national issues and we forget that what's going on in our backyard um how much money it costs for, for them to pick up your trash how much they're charging for property taxes that's all that's all handled on the local level well all we're getting is talking 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 and no action that, that that's where we're at with that so what uh, across the board talking yeah. talking talking no action right oh wow we went there all right folks we're gonna take a break come back we're gonna talk some next about Kyrie Irving another another hot bunch of this year. stay with us y'all we'll be back We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report live at Mission Road Studio. Six o'clock every Friday is where you can catch us. It's Mo Better, T-Bird, and our special guest we have tonight, Mr. Lee Stanley. He is fitting right in, folks. Fam. So I'm going to call you now. Fam. Welcome to the fam, sir. Just welcome call him the golf guru. The golf guru. What's that? <laughs> it's good to be here. I know we're not going to talk much golf, but it, when it comes up, I'm ready. Hey, when you when well, you, you mentioned Tiger Woods, we talk about right. golf. Well, you holding your own another subject. Let's see how we do it. Let's see how we do talking a little bit of, of Kyrie Irving. He's a great player. Uh, certainly, a lot was not seen because of the the in the beginning of the year drama with him not uh, deciding to play because he didn't want to get vaccinated. But 
we can't take away from what he brings to the court. I don't know where he is in terms of being past his prime or in his prime, but do you think the Nets should give Kyrie Irving a long-term deal? Let me tell you something. I wouldn't give it to him. I would, what, what I would do, Kyrie, Kyrie is an excellent player. I, I love play. He's, he takes the game to another. He's everything that you want. But I'm not going to pay him $50 million a year over so many years because of his track record. Mm. Now I will pay. I will go on a one-year deal with him each year, and re, you know we'll work it out each year because you don't know if Kyra want to come to work tonight right. or not. You know what I mean? He's 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 unpredictable, Lee. What what, what do you think? Is, he's a, is the kind of player you sign to a max deal, or, or do you hedge your bets? I would be hesitant to sign him to the to the big long-term deal because. You know, part of his track record is he's kind of a nutcase. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't. I'm hear, not as a therapist. I'm not going to laugh at you. Scott. You don't. He is a nut. Okay, so that was not a uh, te- technical term. Um, but you know, he's the one that that had the flat Earth theory, and people thought he was joking, and he wasn't. He, yeah, he doubt the Earth. I don't know if he still thinks that. But you know, Mike and I, you know, we do work at a science museum. And, That's right. Uh, they really went to the moon, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and then the, you know, the vaccine thing hurt him because he's got to be, you know, he's very talented. I mean, Kyrie, if you remember, he hit the shot, the shot that, um, handed Cleveland the, the championship with LeBron. Right. Um, he hit that clutch three. Uh, so he is clutch. He is an awesome basketball player, but like Mike said, it's hard to go put all your chips in on, on this guy. Yeah, you, you don't know if he coming to work. You know, he might, uh, Dex, he might just wake up and say, man, I ain't, I'm going to be out 20 games. I got to go to Mecca. Yeah, yeah, but- yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and then uh, the owner and everybody, Carrie, oh, we got a game at seven. You well, you know, why well, you ain't at work at uh, shoot around? See, man, that's, this is coming. what happens when you, when you, when you get a guy that has more issues than a comic book store. He, the whole flat earther thing like that alone should have disqualified that should have gotten him like some sort of medical checkup right then and there and yeah for sort so for anybody out there there is a flat earther earther i'm definitely talking bad about you <laughs> I, I i will walk the earth <laughs> to try and find you <laughs> well but here's my thing okay so he is you know a little strange he's not the first strange great player phil did a great job of managing the worm. The worm walked around in wedding gowns and piercings and was liable not to show up for a game and be in Vegas. So it's not that it's a it's a, a deal breaker if you're off the court issues may possibly be an issue. So is it possibly getting a, a coaching staff to support him in the right way? Or is it just we're in an era where there are too many good players, so we don't have to deal with it. It's from a business standpoint, it's a cost benefit analysis. Is the cost of dealing with his crap a benefit to the business? Well, correction, Mo, it was a different time with Phil and, and Dennis. But when when uh Dennis got with Michael, Michael said, I don't give a damn what you do. But when we play at seven o'clock, your ass better be here. And that's what happened. There were some times where he went ghost. I don't remember. I, I mean, he watched the last dance. Yeah, yeah, there was the last some times. He, he must have got there right before the game. Now. <laughs> he, but then he was not there. He was in Vegas 
but all of his stuff was a distraction, to be honest with you. Yeah, like every, I mean, I mean, he's just he was like trolling before trolling was a thing. That's true. <laughs> but but you know, with Kyrie though, again, that's the thing that that you got to ask yourself: Do I want to deal with that? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to win a, a NBA title here. Nobody has time to deal with that. And I don't. Me being on the other side, I don't understand these guys. Let's just talk about the economics. They they ain't got to worry about if their lights gonna get cut off. They ain't got to worry about all those things. But yet you bringing these issues to me, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how good you are. I'm gonna go try to find somebody else that's gonna be at work every day, practice hard, play to win every day, rather than dealing with that. If I gotta worry about if you coming or not, go ahead, take your talents elsewhere. You're, you're pretty. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, I literally see him with his shoulders droop, head down, tail between his legs, walked away as you said that. I'm, I'm serious because I, I get tired of all of these owners dealing with these issues that they don't have to deal with. You understand? So, so, so basically yeah, you're saying I mean, you're a millionaire, you get paid to play basketball, just play basketball and that's it? I mean, don't I, make this the shut up and dribble argument. I mean, I, I, here's, the, here's what I look at. That, I, that, that's not what I'm saying. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying to ju- shut up and dribble. I'm just saying Okay, you can have a you can talk about social issues and want to, but I still want you at work when it's time to play that game at seven o'clock. Give me everything you got. Okay, so Stand it's, it's the not showing up to his job is what it is. Come to work to play every day, just like that guy on the end of my bench, mm. and you, my top player. He need he looking at you. Yeah, isn't he supposed to be the leader of the team? That's what I'm saying. What? And, and, and you creating all this. This stuff? No, I ain't gotta have you. Now I'm one of them different kind of billionaires. I ain't gotta have you. I ain't like, you know, you know, I go I go get somebody else. I don't think I, with that. I think if he were to be signed to a max contract, the coaching staff, ownership would never be able to get the locker room back. I don't think you'll ever be able to find uh, mm, any nah. kind of harmony or because I, I think that players would come to resent that. I think a lot of them did resent the fact that he was such a distraction and there definitely could have been an opportunity for them to go deeper into the playoffs. And he chose himself um, over the team. So to reward that, I think would send a very negative message to the team as a whole. And didn't have no remorse about it. None. None. Shout out to his therapist. They need a hug. (laughs) So I just want to put that out there. You know, whoever you are, you know, we just buy yourself a coffee for us. I'm in on that, Lee. What you got? Somebody's going to give them the money. That's that's the problem. Uh, so if the Nets don't give them the big one, somebody probably will. Cleveland. Oh my goodness! What if we do? No, no, no. <laughs> what if Atlanta does? We won't. Please don't. Nah, please don't. Don't, don't say yo, such things. We uh, won't. I'm give. just yo. I'm telling you, we won't give him the money because him and Trey would never exist together. Yeah, Mo. If you keep talking like that, I'm gonna just go ahead and turn off your mic. So. <laughs> yeah. We we won't. That was it had, your warning. It, it needed to be said. I just want to put it in the atmosphere. Just don't you do it. Well, don't you know? Don't get me wrong. I would love to have a, a Kyrie on my team, but not Kyrie. But not but this one not because Kyrie. it's just not gone. <laughs> really, you want a Kyrie, but not the Kyrie. Wait a minute. It's just just look at that, y'all. <laughs> look on, on a serious note. Just look at that. It just don't match up. You don't know what you're gonna get, and you're gonna be wasting money. And then we got to deal with that. We got enough problems in Atlanta to deal with. So basically, so it, it sounds as if 
he did not do himself any favors with the shot lot with the spotlight shining on him this year he really made himself look foolish selfish and so. not an asset to any team that wants to win is that what we're saying well it's like lee said did they some win? fool will give him the money yeah that's true yeah Long, as long as that fool isn't in Atlanta, we'll that's be all exactly right. right. I mean, the Clippers would like to holler at you. <laughs> I look at it like this: if Kyrie would have been playing, and if y'all disagree with me, let me know. If he would have been, if he would have did it the way it's done, played all year, went to training camp, did this, did that, then when they got late in the playoffs, those shots that he missed, mm-hmm. probably he probably would have made them because mm-hmm. you know down the stretch. He he! It's like he didn't have the legs. It's like right. his shot was just a little off. Mm-hmm. See, those are the other shots that you missed. Now it's done caught up to where you gonna make that shot in crunch time. Right. And 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 that's the only thing I you know I ain't no big Kevin Durant fan. He's great, but Durant was by himself. By himself. You know, in in fairness to uh, Kyrie, because he thought the Earth was flat, he, his his angle of shooting was off. You know, because of the diameter thing. So he was apologies was, to the fans he fasting for that. as well or something. He wasn't eating, so maybe he just was a little dehydrated or malnourished or something. Poor thing. You mean intellectually or no? He really he nutritionally really was, he really okay. was on a fast. Well, what Kyrie needs to do is get in Jeff Bezos' uh, rocket ship. <laughs> And be one in the seat and go up there and see that the earth is not flat. I mean, is he? That's what he, I'm telling you, that's what he need to do. He's an athlete. He's probably burning 5,000 calories a day. Like, can he afford to fast? Like, come on, I'm man. I'm just telling you, he was, he was doing it for, you know, the Muslim people. So, I mean, I, hey, you know, shout out to anybody Allah. that's religious. For you know Allah. what I'm saying? And he's, he's doing his thing, but all right, you know, hey, uh-huh. aren't all the games at night too, though? So, I, love I mean, he can Kyrie. break his fast as soon as the sun goes down, right? Thing, I mean, if I remember correctly. Again, I, I I don't I to say it to say it politically correct. I definitely think that there's a mental health aspect that has not been addressed, and will continue to seep into his game and affect his ability to be an impact player. So, yeah. So no max contract, guys. No. Veterans such minimum. a special player, though. Yeah, I, I mean, well, and then there's the angle that. Um, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. That's right. I mean, that's the shock. I think most NBA fans were shocked that you put those two superstars together and it didn't work. Yeah. And, and you don't, right. If, and really, if you can't make the playoffs in the NBA, you're not that good. You're not that good. Ooh, that, okay. More right, issues than a comic book store. I'll more say issues, it again. More issues. All right. Cancel my subscription. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, going to dive into another issue. Maybe you've heard about the jo- Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson controversy. We'll talk about it next on the Calvin Taste Course Report.
We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We're just some regular folks sitting around talking about uh, local sports, the news of the day, news of the week. We do talk about local sports, but tonight we've been having some very interesting tabletop conversations, and we're going to keep that moving a little bit. I'm sure you've heard, or if you haven't, uh, Josh Donaldson made a comment to Tim Anderson, who is a, a black baseball player, and called him Jackie. Um, in reference to Jackie Robinson. Now, there's kind of two sides to it. According to Donaldson, who was suspended, it was certainly not meant to be disrespectful, but Anderson didn't think so. Is this being made a, a bigger issue than what it is? Is it really a controversy? Was he really giving him a compliment, or did he really mean it as an insult? What do you think, Lee? Well, it is a controversy just because everybody's saying it's a controversy. Mm-hmm. Um well, there's it's just like any argument, there's two sides to the story. Um, Donaldson is being a jerk and, you know, giving the guy the business. And that's what, if you've played sports, you've been taunted, you've been jabbed, you've been poked. Um, and so Anderson had said in the past that he felt like Jackie, that, like I'm the only, I'm the only black guy around here. Mm-hmm. Um so he kind of compared himself to Jackie. So Donaldson thinks it's funny to, you know, hey, Jackie, hey, Jackie. So right. it wasn't cool. Uh, but then maybe Anderson should have handled it different as well yeah. because he, you know, we, we kind of want our, our jocks to be tough guys. And he's a little soft there saying, yeah, call me Jackie. I don't know. Well, that, who, who? that's one opinion. I mean, you know, again, I, it's so tricky that I think that's tricky because when Josh Donaldson was was in Atlanta, as far as I know, we never heard or seen anything that would make us think that he was a racist. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just like me and Lee, like Mo, you call me T-Bird. Okay. Lee calls me Mike. So if we've been knowing each other, for a minute, then I'm going to give him the opportunity. Man, you can call me T-Bird. I, I got to give him that. Mm-hmm. So if if Donaldson and Anderson were friends or athletes together and they go around, he, he, he's got to give Josh Donaldson the opportunity to, to call him Jack. Man, don't call me that. Well, you know, I'm not giving I'm not giving that right. to you. We ain't boys like that. Well, I think you know it started out that way. I think, yeah, when the story was circulating that Anderson was saying he feels he's the new Jackie right. Robinson, apparently they did share a laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And so the name Jackie was thrown out as a joke. But I think since there has been some friction. I think there was an incident with a slide into a base. Right, uh, and so right. there there's some some bad blood began brewing. So it and I'm I'm I can't get inside Anderson's head, but it almost appears as if now it's taken a different context because y'all aren't cool anymore. And to me, that's a conversation to have between each other rather than make it a bigger issue in the media. And we don't me. know what we don't know what their relationship is. That neither one of them's really said how that we bars or we're not bars or, or you know, man, don't talk to me. You know yeah, that. Yeah, that's why that's why my word for Donaldson is a jerk. So we don't know if he's a racist or not, but he's definitely a jerk mm-hmm. for doing that. And it, it's known around the league that he is a jerk, you know, because you're going to say stuff 
to get next to that guy. It's just like on the basketball court, you know, they say everything mm-hmm. to each other. So, you know, if he says something like that, maybe he should have chose a different choice of words, you know, but you know, like you can't feel you're a punk, you know? Yeah. I think, I think really that's what it was. It was just one guy that thought he was comfortable enough with the situation to say whatever he felt like he could say. And, you know, Donaldson's just kind of a player hating dickhead, you know, and that's, it is what it is. Uh, Tim Anderson definitely could have handled it better, but I understand that he was on his, I guess, I guess to say movement because he was taking it pretty serious. He's recognizing that there's fewer and fewer African-Americans in baseball, baseball and he's trying to make a change. He's just basically trying to make some sort of level of awareness with that. And with that said, I mean, he's right, but then viewership for baseball is down and that I feel like, that's the more important aspect of it. And we had discussed this and I mean, I guess I'm kind of bringing it up now because I feel like I shouldn't have to pay for the MLB package to watch baseball. You want me to watch baseball? Give me the accessibility. I already pay for the ESPN package. I already pay, you know what I mean? For all this other stuff. Cable TV. Yeah. You know, cable TV or whatever. I shouldn't have to pay extra. I mean, and I still get the commercials no matter what, like, come on, man. Like is that's that's why these sports are dying because good point you know, you're mean, not gonna have you know all these kids they're on their phones right you're not making it accessible to them there's no mlb tiktok that i know of there might be i don't have tiktok but you nope. know just to put it in perspective it Let was very surprising uh that one game to find out that the braves were on apple plus i'm like i didn't know they did baseball really i you you could not watch the braves peacocked all- on Bally, it wasn't on your normal TV. I was pissed because I, you know, I, I get my feet set, my legs set every evening to get ready. If I ain't at the game, I'm watching the Braves, get my food ready. And I go, I'm searching everything on, I'm, I don't went to Bally two or three times, both of them, uh, Bally Sports South, Bally Southeastern. <laughs> I don't went to all the valley. All of them. I went to seven. What's the one on Channel Seventy Five? That's the Fox one. They weren't on there. I was pissed. This was on a regular night, mm-hmm. you know, when the Braves should be on. Found out they on Peacock. Okay, so I said, okay, I go to my phone. I download Peacock. Sit on the front porch. Download Peacock. Got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I was livid. Did you pay for it? No, I did not. <laughs> How much was it? <laughs> Like nine ninety nine or something, uh, something like that. Four nine nine, five nine nine, something like that. I ain't paying for it. I'm just for one game. I wasn't gonna do it. I, I I was pissed. I downloaded and everything. Then it's talking about. Wait a minute, was that for one game or for like a month of games or month, what was it? Uh, it's like a month. Yeah, it's package. a monthly package. I don't care. Yeah, man, I already paid for other stuff. I'm not paying for that. I, I'm not paying <laughs> for that. When 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 Bally is there and I'm paying the thousand dollar cable bill to you know when i got the sports package on the cable tv and i can't find my atlanta braves on in my hometown well that's 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 the, that's the problem that media be it be it network be it radio be it television be it newspaper we are they're Solid playing they're that. playing catch up because it's really hard to to make things accessible online to this cult to the, especially the way that our culture is moving for more online streaming services it's hard to make that profitable without turning off a lot of people it's not necessarily people want things free it's just that chart nickel and diamond is for every single solitary yeah. thing it's a turn off yeah. it's it, they can make their money 
All right. They can make their money just off of advertising. Mm -hmm. They don't have to make it off of every little $5, $2 purchase here and there. Right. They can do these things. You know, that's what cable was before. You wanted to get all these channels before? Cool. Make sure that, you know, it's worth the money that's paid for. Because you still get the commercials no matter what. Mm So $9.99 when I was a kid, cable. $9.99. But they just only had two channels. Was that the first day of cable? (laughs) It was nine ninety nine when I was a kid. I'll never forget. MT, when, MTV and, and what? Nine ninety nine. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, just I do want to mention that Josh Donaldson did uh, apologize to Mrs. Rachel Robinson for the whole situation. I, you know, that's that's what he's supposed to do because that that happened with them that needs to be worked out. They need to do whatever it is they, and then we got to move on. It 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 definitely had to be a slow slow news week in in baseball for that to be something that mm-hmm. really became that big of an issue. Because again, I I don't see why it couldn't have been squashed or handled between the two of them um, rather than becoming an issue. Other other than to be relevant, to be viral, whatever reason. But we just want we just want you to play play ball. We just want you to play ball. All right, guys. We're ready to take another break here on the Couch Test Sports Report. Coming back, going to talk a little bit Deion Sanders and his impact on football across the country. Stay with us. listen to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show where we talk about the issues of the day from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. We are back, folks, here on the Couch and Test Sports Report live at Mission Road Studios every Friday night here in Cartersville, Georgia. We meet to talk about sports. We'd love for you to join us. Tell your friends. You can watch us on Podbean, Spotify. We can, you can like our page on Facebook. We'd, yeah. love, to, we'd love for you to join. What, Dex? Apple iTunes. Apple or, iTunes. Or Apple really? Podcasts is what it's called now. Yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts as well. We yeah, are. Rate us. rate us. Yeah, just rate us. Um, yeah. Definitely rate us on Spotify. Definitely follow us on Facebook. And I feel like there's a Twitter out there. Just we go do. to the show there notes. We'll get to- talk about how much you love the show. I mean, yeah. I know you love it, but talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Talk about your favorite producer and how, like, he's just so great. Oh, wait. Oh, my bad. That was, you said that out loud. I was loud. thinking out loud. You said yeah. that out loud. Yeah. My bad. I did okay. a lot of drinking in my right. 20s. So. <laughs> but, Mo, we do want to throw out some sentiments to OG. Yeah. OG is out uh, doing something with his family. Uh, I think it's a party or something. So OG, you ain't, you ain't got to tell his business now. Well, it's all good. OG don't care. You don't want me to Personal tell the address. Y- y'all don't want me to give the address out. No, we prefer you. Not. 440, 
444. Oh, no. Okay, my bad, my bad. But we you know, we ain't got the segment this week week of uh you know, tell me why I'm wrong. So I know a lot of people like that. Yeah, they do. Um, But we are glad to have Lee Stanley here joining us in the studio. It's been a great addition, really great insight that he's showing us. Uh, Definitely a great sports mind. Mr. Smooth. Gentlemen, um, Deion Sanders, he's he's been from when he did that rap. Remember he did that rap song? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Must be the money. (laughs) He's had a a reality TV show. He's been in commercials, commentary. Now he's the head football coach for Jackson State and HBCU, historically black college or university, for those who don't know the acronym. And it seems like every week we're hearing him um, vocal about some issue and people are paying attention, I think. So do you think that he's doing what he, he that he's doing, what, doing something good for HBCUs, football in general? Um, NCAA football as as a whole, or just he's just being Dion, and, and the spotlight is strictly on him, and, and, and not nothing else. Hell yeah, he doing something great, mm-hmm. and uh, for the simple reason he ain't just talking about Jackson State; he talking about eight, the, all of HBCU across the country. He wanting all those schools to to make big money and to attract top rate players. So the NFL will look to those HBCUs. When the NFL looked there and they start getting players out there, that's gonna bring money. You get the you get the five and six stars coming there. That's money. That's what, that's why Nick Saban and all them. It, it it ain't got nothing to do with race. It ain't got nothing. But they just they they just black colleges. And and for yo those of you that don't know, there are white kids that go to black colleges. Yeah. So you know, I, I just think it's great that the money flow. That he's got. You ever seen some of them facilities they got? They're god awful. But Dion has opened up a gate of running water to all these colleges, and I think it's great. And it's not about him. And he tells you every day that it's not about him. He puts the spotlight on all these coaches, all his players. I, you know, I just think it's great. And he know with his star status that he could get that done. I absolutely love what uh, Dion's doing. Um, there were rumors that he was interested in the Florida State job, and they didn't. They weren't interested in him. So I think there was the thought that Dion needed to go pay his dues somewhere. But for him to go to Jackson State was huge, absolutely huge. Absolutely. Dion is the man. And if you're from around here and if you cheered for Atlanta sports, you are a Dion fan. Um, you know, you'll never forget the year, you know, he helicopters into the Braves game, right. you know, from the Falcons. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Dion is a legend and he doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to do this. I will he say this. He, he doesn't, but, you know, he would not be the first great HBCU football coach. Back at Ramblin' State, you had um, Eddie, Robinson. Eddie, Eddie Robinson yeah. was for years. So it's, it's, it's not as if uh, these schools aren't capable of good programs. What I'd like to see him do more is, yes, the programs themselves, but also the history of these programs and that they've been strong. It's just that they've never had a, a face like a Deion Sanders to really let the rest of the country see the kind of programs and the kind of because there there have been players from HBCUs that have yes. gone to the pros. But they, I think I think that what he's doing, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, that's the direction that he's <clears throat> he's wanting these teams on TV every week. 
So it can be an ordinary thing. That's the whole direction he's trying to pull. That's why it's not about him. But he knows, you know, anytime you got a little clout with yourself, you know, people going to gravitate to you and what you're doing. Uh, have you seen uh, Jackson State's new uh, locker room that they are? Phenomenal. And, you know, what do the athletes like? They want that nice locker room. They want the nice facilities, all of that. And that's what he's trying to get done across the country. You've had a bunch of great coaches come through HBCUs, but I don't know of many that has generated the type of response that Dion is getting. You know, honestly, so. none of that would be possible if it wasn't for the NIL. Because, true, you know, him being able to bring the number one player to their facilities and he didn't have to spend a, a dime or anything like that. And he also exposed everything else that's going on in every other college in the country. And all of a sudden he's just bringing it to where the money's needed, the attention's needed, the players are needed. So they, they had, they had 50,000 people at uh, one of the, at his HBCU game in Jackson state. Yeah. The last time that happened was probably in 1900. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel me? They, you know, for them to get 50,000 people at their football game. <laughs> There's a bowl. Um, it's, oh, what's the name of the bowl? But it's, it's. Um, the Celebration Bowl. Yes. Um, North Carolina A&T has a tremendous fan base. Fam, you has a tremendous fan base. So they they're showing the bands, up, though. but they're but but that's what they have for. Come to football one with a dime. But even I'm still, they're the they're truth. they're putting put they 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 have a fan base. I I think that you know Morehouse Morehouse bless their hearts. They they they've never been relevant as far as having no. a team. And what's the one that just got back their accreditation? Morris Brown was right. somewhat decent, but even still. But I think it certainly depends on the region that you live in in terms of the relevancy of that HBCU. So I, I think also the um, the thing that makes this that for me is the big payoff is the fact that it demonopolizes the SEC. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody else, if they, you know, play their cards right, we can have any other school, you know, come up and be become competitive. Uh, oh, uh, I, I, again, I just. You know, let's give let's let's give Dion his 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 dues. I think he's done a hell of a job. He's continued to do a job. He's getting on social media, uh, uh, getting the word out. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you now. I ain't never uh, wanted. I, you know what I want to do now? I want to watch a lot more HBCU games because I want to see how much the talent level has come up and how much better the game is played. I, I think, look, he does not have an S on his chest. And Deion see, Sanders see. is, is you know, again, is there, have, there, <laughs> there have always been great players at SBC. There have always been, if, if, I've been to plenty, been to plenty. So the caliber of player, as far as it being something that's this a, they do on Fridays. Oh, okay. So. Oh yeah, that's for anybody that's listening. That's my cousin Dexter. If for some reason we can hear him with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, hey, how y'all doing? I didn't know y'all could hear me. Oh yeah, we're bringing you up, brother. Ah, good afternoon. How dare you bombard our show like that? <laughs> well, you know I had to tune in. I'm live from Dallas, Texas tonight. Yeah. Well, look, 
I want to finish my statement, which I don't forgot since I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Look, uh, uh, Dexter, I'm gonna go to you in a minute. Let me make this point, then you can have the floor, okay? The thing, the mo, what I'm trying to get you to understand is, is that I ain't saying it's not no great talent there, but I've watched HBCU games over a course of a few years. The cohesiveness, the 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 what's the the I can't even find the word the just playing the game in a lot of ways with moving the ball down the field on a on a regular basis. I, don't, don't I didn't see that. I, well, a lot but of you saw players, a bad I, game. I, I, you I, saw a bad game because it's it's, just, it's still saying. fundamental football. I, have, I, I didn't see a lot of fundamentals. Yeah, but those those. Those players are going to end up playing together for the full four years yeah. because they're not stars. Which right, is but what even I'm better, you know, is they're just going to get better and better. I'm just saying, I think the level has been raised. Mm-hmm. I think the level has been raised. You're putting, want, you're putting them in the same category as soccer players. That's, no, that's, I'm not. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, for by me being a football guy, when I, when I, I know uh, I know offenses, I know defenses, I know individuals. Uh, individual players, what they're supposed to be doing. I didn't see a lot of cohesiveness with that is what I'm saying. But now I'm starting to see a lot because you're getting a lot, a better brand of player. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and the competition is a lot closer and everything. Just as long as you have a good time, ultimately that's it's okay it's to disagree like, with him. Yeah. It's, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, before we, before we throw it over to Dexter, um, I would just like to say that Dion could be creating a problem for Jackson State because if they keep winning, the big schools are going to come after Dion because he's electric. He's Mr. Personality. He gets things done. Ooh, he, that's a good point. Question, that's a good question. point. The is, big dogs are going to be coming for him. Is is that a part of the strategy to do so well at Jack State that you do go to a, a big conference? A, a, so a what? Yeah. Well, then, I mean, then all the rest of them. That literally is middle finger up to everything that you're that you're preaching about now. No, then. no. All, while he's that there, raises all tides, man. Uh, that raises uh, all tides. Yeah. Yeah. While he's there, he's doing a hell of a job, just like. Uh, Kirby Smart did at Alabama when he was uh, a great defensive coach and he went to Georgia for the bigger job. Why shouldn't Dion want a bigger job? Come on now. This is a bigger job. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying if he wants to go to a, a, a this is a more, this is a, a more, in, this is a more impactful position for him. Okay. He being impactful. But if somebody say, look, Dion, we're going to give you $25 million a year. I know you love uh, Jackson State. Would you consider I'm gonna consider it. This is that. the Colin Kaepernick question all over again. Mm-hmm. If you really look at yeah. it, yeah. You know. Well, y'all can say bigger, what you want, bigger, but him what would you do, Mo? Would you stay there for? I would stay because uh, that it would make me a liar if I left. No, it's not. No, 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 no. No, yeah, but I, it's giving you every. He's giving you everything he's got while he's there. Yeah, but do but you want to be a motive? big fish in a small pond or like a uh, same size well, then fish he, in a Well, he may pond. not go. I mean, I'm just saying, we got to cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Dex, what you think, man? She gave me the- you, know, you know, you guys bring up a couple interesting points. Uh, first point being is that um, Dion is, is really shining light on all these HBCUs, and I can see other people, other former players being recruited to come resurrect their programs as well. So look for some more names to all of a sudden be HBCU coaches. But 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 uh, the other point that I want to make was the fact that 
um, just because they they don't have the talent level per se. Most of those HBCU schools, what they have is they have players. They don't have great position players. You can get an offensive line. Every now and then you'll get a Randy Moss or you'll get a a, a superstar at a position player but, uh, or Doug Williams as a quarterback. And even when he was drafted to the league, Tampa Bay did not want him to play quarterback. I mean, he got into that quarterback role because somebody got hurt. But what my point of saying that is HBU, HBCU schools – do recruit talent. They just don't get the premier talent. And I think all that's going to change for two reasons. One, now these kids are getting better coaches and better name coaches, and these kids also can get paid. And that will offset some of the uh, having to go to a Michigan or having to go to Ohio State. You can now take a chance and go to a Jack State or you can go to, you know, a Fort Valley and, and because you're going to be able to make some money from NIA money, and that's going to be the game changer for me with these kids. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, see, that really, that, that also adds to it, though. That's what I was trying to say, Jackson. It just didn't come out like that. See, yeah. that just, that kind of adds to it, to be quite honest with you. There, there's so many different aspects to really look at this and to really think about it. Because one of the big things that HBCUs bring just inherently is community. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a friend of mine who played football over at uh, uh, Ole Miss, and he, he told me that is that is a fucked up ass university because (laughs) like how race like him being black he's from liberia and him being black he couldn't walk around at night like he just no i mean thank you mississippi for being you know who you are but that's if i was a premier athlete no man i wouldn't go to mississippi i'd rather go to some place that you know wants me there Instead of a, a state, a complete state that just hates my existence. So. And if he was from Liberia, he was black, black. I can't even deal with <laughs> you, T. Mo better call him home. Mo better call him home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say this. I will say this last point. Now, there's uh, Richmond, I believe, the University of Rich or Richmond or one of those uh, Virginia schools. Uh, the HBCU bands. Now these these D one schools and the University of Michigan and and all these other schools, their bands cannot hold a candle to the HBCU bands. I'm gonna tell you that now. That's right. That was my whole point. At a lot of times we was going for the band. You understand? But the football quality getting better now. I want all of it. All of it. All right, folks. We'll be back. Bring you some more Capital Sports Report. Stay with us to talk some Braves.
are back here on the Couch and Tate Sports Report having a fabulous time talking to sports. I feel like we should like pass around the brown liquor and just let everybody pour out a little sip. <laughs> yeah. It's real chill. Hey. It's, it's, it's weird seeing you chill tonight, T-Bird. Is, is, is it you missing OG or? Well, you know, it could be that. But it could Are you be. in love or something? Oh, yeah. uh, well, no, we didn't go that far. <laughs> but it could be because I know I got that beautiful brown pig at home oh. and I'm going to go and cut and put and then you know you can put a little uh get you a little bourbon go with that I wish y'all could see this pig that he's got oh, roasted are y'all going to eat the chitlins too that's what I want to know I'm going to eat everything I'm, really? from the rooter to the tooth you had me at bourbon <laughs> <laughs> I had him at bourbon Mo we would be remiss not to take some time during the Couch and Tate Support to talk one of T-Bird's favorite the Braves I've I've heard both. They're trending up. They're trending down. They have a couple of good games, and they fall back out. And Matt seems to be struggling just a little bit. But and your boy is hurt again, Ronald. Yes. So no, no. <laughs> let, let, let me just say this. Let me just say, okay, maybe a little. He could have played last night. He didn't play because of the weather, because of the rain. You know, you want to be careful. If it was dry, he in the lineup. They just being extra careful with him, and I understand that. I probably, even me, I probably wouldn't have played him with that weather the way it was last night and the night before. He'll be in there tonight, though, okay? So, and and I put this in here that we're trending up a little bit because we are. Actually, the game that we let get away from us last night again because we are not hitting with people on base once again. If Matt Olson is Matt Olson, then he drives in that run from third and he moves the run at first like he's done in the past. But we're not getting that. And it's just, okay, You, you uh, Ozuna was out last night. Some kind of muscle pull. They killed me with all this stuff. You had Ozuna. You got a lot of your lineup out. And until we can get our whole lineup to play together on a regular basis, we might leave, we might still be getting this what we're getting. Uh, Wright pitched a hell of a game last night. And, and it just hurts me that, that this kid pitched like that and we don't score no runs. Yeah, it, you're, you're right about that. Um, you know, last year we were a second-half team, came on strong, ran the table. Um so we're going to be looking for that genie in the bottle second half of the year, I think, because we're just an average team right now because the record is what, you know, you got to look at One, and we got to get the bats, got to get the bats cooking. We got on, guys on that can play three games in a row. Lee, we've had over 10 hits. And I, I will say on Acuna, um, it's astounding to see how hard he plays, how fast he runs, how a hundred percent going at it, coming off an ACL is, it's really mind-boggling, it and that's the reason he pulls muscles. He's going so hard. He's going too hard. I, I, I really would like to see him pace himself more. It's a long season mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to risk a serious injury because you're overdoing it. I get it, and I know that's – I appreciate and love to see that that's his style of play, but experience hopefully will teach him to learn to pace himself a little bit better because I, I guarantee that the reason he's having these little tweaks and injuries is because he's doing too much. I think he's trying, you know, he's trying to be a spark. He know where we at. And I'm sure, you know, when he's in our lineup, we get that spark. Y- y'all can tell. I mean, he got on base, what, three times the other night. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I do want to make the point to where there's there's a move that we need to make, and we need to make it for it hurts us even more. Will Smith needs to be traced, traded. He's terrible. He's just completely <laughs> terrible. Every time he comes, he comes right in the game last night, supposed to be in a stopper position, first pitch, base it to right, they take the lead. You cannot have that. So I'm going to try to get something for Will Smith right now while there's still something to get. I'm going to put him with a minor leaguer and go trade him for another good pitcher because he's killing us. What are the chances that the Braves hit on some big moves like they did last year? That that was really fascinating how it worked out. I just don't know if we can do that two years in a row. We're not going to do that two years, bro. Don't don't forget who owns this team. And at the end of the day, they could literally have um, all minor league players playing on the team, and they're still going to they're still going to make money. Which liberty, is the end of the day. Media, yeah. It's just the end of the day is what they're what they're what they're trying to do make money, and so they can literally ride the, ride this till it falls till the wheels fall off in terms of winning a, winning a World Series championship for the next. What's the last time? 20, 30 years ago? They can ride this one for the next 30 and be okay. Yeah, I know. But I, I think that I, I would like to think that the mindset is a little bit different, especially, you know, with Terry McGurk in the front office and all them. I know Liberty Media is the one that's, you know, signing the checks, but I, I come on, man. You know, you, you, you done built this great stadium. You done won a World Series. You made $100 million in the battery alone. You understand? A hundred million dollars. Trade Will Smith with a minor leaguer. <laughs> find me another pitcher. We, you know, and we missing on Adam Duvall batting two hundred. You know, we some kind of way we he need to check his eyes or something because we're not getting the production there. Dansby Swanson is on fire right now. And I'm so happy for Dan. Fingers crossed it continues. Yes. You know, he's a streaky hitter, you know. And Lord knows I love Ozzy. Ozzy swings at everything that comes his way, (laughs) you know. But when he's hot, he's hot, you know. But we're getting great pitching. Really, our pitching, especially the starters, ain't really been that bad. You can't make your pitchers pitch in a box, you know, because, you you know, Kyle Wright goes seven strong innings last night. And he and we can't score him a run. That's terrible. That's terrible. So are they well, having said that, consider we started this off with they were trending upward. You sure did. They were trending up. We, you know, we <laughs> well listen. I've, I'm seeing a lot of good things. I, I really am. Uh, but it's got to it's got to turn over to win. So you're not worried. You know, I'm concerned. Are you concerned, Lee? Slightly concerned. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm concerned. It's still a long year, but we, you know, we got to start driving these runs in that we're leaving them. Up. One good thing is three games in a row we've had over ten hits. Now that's good. Now we got to hit what people on driving those runs. Right. That's um, what you got. You know, honestly, this is just as a suggestion as a as a father manager. Um, there's an undrafted seven year old out there that just won his championship. <laughs> that. Uh, he finished the game with two homers. Looks very prospective. Had some key outs. Um, so, you know, Juice Box Jack is available for drafting. Just so y'all know, he's seven years old, so you can get him cheap. 
you just got to get a, you know throw in a couple of candy bars and he'll he'll be all right he'll, he'll settle in in that uh in that center field for you maybe maybe the right person is listening in Dex. maybe um let's do a quick uh just update the play, nba playoffs are still going on we're down to three teams last night the golden state warriors punched their ticket to the nba finals 120-110 win over dallas no surprise there uh, we both hate and love it. I, can someone please tell me how Steph Curry, who only had like I think fifteen points, got Western Conference Final MVP? I, I I didn't see that coming. I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. To be honest with you, what about you, Lee? Perhaps just because he's Steph Curry, and they wanted him to get the inaugural Magic Johnson true. MVP award. It had, I mean, it had to be politics. Yeah, I was going to say it. marketing, but I mean. Yeah. Let's be honest. He does bring everybody else up. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. We, we're yeah. talking about Steph. Yeah, but we're talking about play. Yeah, but we're talking about Steph. Okay. He's overrated. Like, I know him, right? Like, he's I know o- him that well. He's overrated. He's overrated. Uh, not according to nah, Under, Under Armour. So. He, he, he's still that dude, but I but, think. But again, and, and again, maybe maybe I'm being stubborn with being just, just old school, but it will always blow my mind how a one-dimensional player can become a superstar right. in this league. How how many assists? What is he, he known have? for? How many? What's he known for? Scoring three points. Three pointers. Okay. He goes. What, was, to the what, what is Michael Jordan known for? Everything. Even LeBron James. What was LeBron James? They, James they can do everything. Yeah, they can do everything. Exactly Thank you. Right. I, I, I agree with you that more. I really do. So we've got uh, Miami and and Boston playing tonight. Boston is up three to two. They should they should close this out. I don't know. Jimmy Butler seems to be he fading in the wind. Fading. Not a factor. Um, Kyle Lowry zero points. He is, the back back court for Miami has not been a factor this entire series. So please hard. just put them out of their misery. Yeah. I think we want to see. You tell me. I want to see a Boston. Golden State matchup just I because I want to see defense against offense. What I you don't think? want Jimmy Butler nowhere in the building. <laughs> Lee, what you yeah, think? that's the matchup that, that everybody wants to see. Um, it's surprising to see a Warriors team with multiple rings acting so hungry. Mm-hmm. It's like they want it. Um, and Clay last night just lighting it up. I'm like, whoa! If you know, when these and these other role players, they you know Wiggins and Poole. Oh man, they're looking really strong right now. And I'm yeah. not that I'm a big Warriors fan, but I would I would probably put my money on them to win it all. Yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just go in the future a little bit. If it's Boston and Golden State, who wins? I want to see Boston win, but Golden State will probably Golden win. State will win. I I think too. I think so too. Yeah, I think Golden State will win. Um. I'll probably cheer for the Celtics. <laughs> it's, it's it's a Golden State series to lose. Yes. Okay. Right. Lee, while we've got you talking, bud, um, I hear that you are our resident golf guru. So I know we just finished with the PGA Championship. It's sad to see Tiger have to drop out because of injuries. But has this year, has it really shaped up to what you thought it was? What are your thoughts on the relevancy of golf right now? Well, in the big picture, golf right now is bigger than it's ever been. And if you look at the numbers, um, the numbers of people playing golf, the rounds of golf played, the money people are spending on golf equipment is actually higher than ever right now. Wow. And some, there was some COVID effect that sent people out to play golf. Um, but if we look back at the season, 
it's really cool that Tiger has decided I'm going to focus on the majors and we're all like, maybe Tiger's going to get another one. Uh, of course, the bad news is that leg is not right. And he's hurting and it's very questionable. Um, for all you Tiger fans out there, I would look towards St. Andrews, Scotland in July for the Open Championship, the flat course. It's Tiger's favorite course. He's won two jugs, two claret jugs there. So, you know, we can we can get our hopes up in July. Tiger Woo. Get our hopes up. Tiger Woo. Hey, I, I saw something the other day that said that if Tiger rode the course, that he would win. What do you think about that? Tiger won't ride because he's so competitive, though. You can ride, so you can ride if you want to? A uh, well, special exemption, if right? You, if you get a medical exemption, you can ride a cart. Um, the very extremely um, out of shape John Daly mm -hmm. did take a cart <laughs> he in the PGA ride. Championship. Uh, Tiger would not take a cart, I don't think. He is too competitive. He sees himself as an athlete. I don't think he'd be riding in a cart anytime soon. I would, I would think that would mess up your rhythm if you're sitting there riding the cart, get him having to get loose and... and I, I think I, in his case, it would be a little bit different because he's not exerting a lot of energy by walking. So I think he could gear up to do what he needs to do. Okay. It, it's much easier to, to have a beer cooler if you have a cart. So <laughs> there you go. But that's, that's for the John Daly fans. And this comment was sponsored by Coors. Coors, if you want to send a check to us, we're in Cartersville, Georgia. I, I want to talk to gentlemen. I, I text T-Bird um, the other day about this, just something I thought about. Last week we saw in the news where the MLB decided to do equal pay for women and men in, in soccer. In soccer. The, the, not the MLB. You said, Sorry, what did I say? You said Major League Baseball. Well, you know what I meant. Yeah, that's MLS. Why, that's why, yeah. Well, tell MLS him, really? is in charge of that. That's, uh, uh, tell him, Mo. That's the... Hit me, get me US right. Soccer. National All right, thank team. you, yeah. thank you. MLS. Gee whiz, he's like really watching with a clipboard to see if we screw up the I'm soccer. Just saying, like, somebody's gonna correct me. You're right. You, you don't see the things I, I see on Twitter. It. I appreciate it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I get a lot of trauma. So, <laughs> thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm blaming you. Yeah. So we're we're equal pay now, and I kind of uh, it's a good thing for women's sports yes. right maybe yes. it sets the trend for other major league um sporting categories to do the same but i'm a little torn what is is because look it's not about the pay it's not about the pay i okay. definitely think that if you are paying a professional sport then you should be able to make as much money as you possibly can and they can afford to pay you but i kind of ask myself is women's sports as competitive as men to the point that it is there a return of investment to warrant a big contract in terms of the excitability or getting getting fans in the seat? I mean, according to the English Premier League, the women's teams well, definitely. Let's, let's are, just say so. across across the board when it comes to soccer, basketball. I mean, are 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 women's sports as quote exciting as men's sports? No. <gasps> Sometimes there's a huge uh, contrast. For example, right. between WNBA and NBA right. and this soccer issue, because we're talking about the the men's national team and the women's national team. And just a, anybody can just look it up. The men's national soccer team has never won mm -hmm. the World Cup nah. and they've never won the Olympics. And they're never going to. 
the they're literally never going to. It's right. never going to happen. Our right. women's team has won four World Cups right. and four gold medals. So, and they do get the eyeballs. They do that's get the more ratings. exciting. So, so, so soccer. That's the American diet for you right there. Yes. You know, th- if you see the size of, uh, you know, the women's national team versus most other countries, literally head and shoulders. I mean, it's just, I mean, we've we've invested so much into them and we've gotten so much payout that it's the return on investment is definitely worth it. So, so women, so women's soccer is, is definitely on par with being as competitive. Just, oh, just yes. like women's tennis is, I think women's yeah. tennis is definitely better it than is. men's I think it's better than yeah. men's tennis. Men's tennis is far too long. Yeah. So uh, what I meant by no is that on the, on the broader scale, mm-hmm. you know. You did say that real quick. I'm, I'm, yeah, but yeah. I meant, I meant on the broader scale. But soccer, women's tennis, I'll watch women's tennis any day over, over a man's match. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one thing, I like Serena. But basketball, but... women's basketball, and, and <laughs> for Europe, one thing, I like Serena. More. You know, <laughs> they, yeah, they do. They get paid more, so yeah, there, there's a market for it. it in America. There's less of a market, and I think a lot of it has to do with broadcast rights. Because when you look at the NCAA women's, that's exciting basketball because it's all in, you know com- th- fairly competitive, with the exception of you know teams like UConn who just killed everybody for like 15 years. But let, let's look at this though. Why why is that? Okay. The reason why is because again, like we talked earlier in the show, women play the basket they play basketball the right way. Now, if you had all the women flying around like the men do, then you probably gonna have bigger crowds because everybody like to see, you know, guys turning around and flipping upside down, ducking the ball, all that. The women game the woman's game is a more natural, fundamental game. And, and pure basketball purists like to watch that, like me. Okay, so I think if they were doing the same thing that the men doing, then you gonna get the same audience. Okay, I think time of year also. If they decide, because really, what sport competes with baseball? Baseball is basically pretty much all through the summer. Yeah. If other sports decided to get into that same the timeline, the WNBA is through the summer. The USFL. See, I didn't even know that because I don't pay for cable. <laughs> <laughs> streaming I, I just wonder and you mentioned you know oh it's, it's the broadcast right i think it's more of look i'm gonna go there i think it's more of a western culture idea of women uh in terms of them just not being on the level as men and being the little lady and oh they're they're playing their little sport so i just don't think women are taken as seriously when it comes to sports i'm sure that's men. in there there's uh, there's also like look at how many different sports you could possibly watch yeah. You know, you go to Europe, how many sports do you, like volleyball is popular in, in Europe. Like they have volleyball teams. Think about that. They have volleyball teams. I can't even name a volleyball player, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Like America just has, we have too many sports. We, well, we they, have too many sports. And in Europe, they don't got football. They like don't have we lacrosse got. either. They, you, know? you understand? And they, I, mean, I ain't going to watch no lacrosse game. I just, I just remember. Still tell you the truth. Go watch your tongue. And, lacrosse is a great and, sport. Yeah, it's I right. ain't saying it's not, but I ain't going to watch it. Right. You will with me. No, I won't. You will. Yeah, you will. Me and you just you, be look, fighting. You, I ain't you, watching that. Hey, I'm Dex, just, it's, it's called premeditated Dex likes kidnapping. Dex likes all those private school sports. Yeah, yeah. I can't even afford to watch that, Dexter. Dang. Man, you kind of got me with that yeah. one. I, I can't lie. You know, there's a limit to how many sports you can cheer for, though. And uh, sometimes when you're in a marital relationship, <laughs> you, you may have already reached your max limit right. of sports you watch on TV. 
Okay, so this is where Mo is going to come in and start charging you for counseling because this is <laughs> this is her field right here. So take, take it away. Insurances. It is so funny because he's a counselor as well. Okay. <laughs> hey, sometimes we all need a hug, you know. But yeah. yeah, you know, backing up your point, there's there's an ebb and flow of sports. You know, there's you know when I grew up, it was always basketball and football, and then as I got older, it was soccer, and then it was. Um, then it was lacrosse and then it was supercross. I love racing. Yeah. I you know, F1, but I, again, I don't get access to that anymore. And now it's soccer because I, I coach my kids in soccer, but, I, but I've always kind of liked it, you know? So it's, it's just a maturation and evolution. Well, it's, it's speaking of evolution, I want you to think so. Go out and, and Google, Google search on YouTube. And back when women first started playing basketball, they wore skirts, y'all. Skirts. Hey. So again, those gender roles, we, we got to break them so the women that can start getting the recognition they deserve in sport. Gentlemen, it's been great this evening. Thanks, Lee, again for joining us. Please come back anytime. T-Bird, Dexter, thanks guys for listening to Calvary Sports Report. We are out. That's my buddy, Lee Stanley. <laughs> Thank you.